Craig. Oh shit, Winthrop just hit another three. And the game's already over. How'd they do that in my office? (laughs) That should not be possible. How the hell did that good kid get in here? I don't even have a point line set up. I know. Why is there a ref holding two hands up? What the hell? Yeah. The the funny thing is, like, honestly, it meant nothing on a practical level in in terms of the outcome of the game. Um, But God, it was annoying. Good lord. It was so annoying. So annoying, and you're getting it very fresh right after very the game fresh. ended. Right after Jeff just wrote his recap here on yeah. Podcast versus Everyone, episode number 148. I'm Craig Powers. With me, as always, is Jeff Newser. And, you know, normally we talk about the football game first, but we just watched this Winthrop game and Winthrop yep. WSU basketball game, and it's fresh on yep. our minds. And this is as yep. close as you're going to get to like an immediate reaction from us. Because we yes. don't really like doing that, but we're we're gonna do it anyway. Um, although Jeff is probably a little more measured because he's written the recap and everything. That always kind of yeah. calms you down, you know. That, um, that is true. But yeah, that was uh, so. To, I, I sent you that, and I tweeted out that that screenshot. I went through every single of the twenty six possessions in the last eleven forty three, because it's like when, when they're saying when you see something when they had one field goal in the last almost twelve minutes. You're like, oh my gosh, like how many points you would expect to score over that time? Well, they scored uh, 24 points in those possessions, 26 possessions, which is not great and well below what they were doing. But also they made one two-pointer in the last 11.43 and still scored 22 points. And even before the foul fest at the end, they were still still getting to the line over and over again because Winthrop and... Bryce talked about this in his preview is very aggressive and they overplay and they force the refs to call fouls and you could be mad about all the fouls, but they went at WSU's favor more often than not because Winthrop was the one fouling and, you know, WSU had had a, a lot of cheap ones where they were literally just bigger than the other team and the refs, I guess, felt they needed to call a foul. Um, where Deshaun just turns around and the guy falls over or uh, Gay can stand on two feet and not even jump and grab a rebound, but apparently that's over the back. I don't know. Um, yeah, so there was some some crap like that. But, but yeah, like they, they just had – they didn't – and like you said, like we were talking before, the one bucket they got in that last time, DJ Robin got fouled on and got whacked in the head <laughs> when he makes a <laughs> yeah, layup. Yeah, like he got whacked hard in the head yeah. too. I mean, that's like – uh, that, you know, I don't know. It's when your team is five and zero, and has, you know, spent most of the season so far, you know, just beating the shit out of everybody. Um, you know, it's, you, you end up looking for ways to nitpick. 
Um, and so th- this game obviously is, is, you know, something people will nitpick about because it, it felt like it was slipping away. Um, you know, Ken Pomeroy has a, has a neat thing in his box scores where he breaks it down by quarters. Okay. Winthrop scored 35 points in the fourth quarter, 35 in the last 10 minutes of the game, (laughs) you know? And I mean, that's, 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 by the way, that's after scoring, that's after scoring 28 points in the entire first half. Yeah. And it was threes, you know, uh, the, uh, coming off the bench, practic Patrick good. Logging 36 minutes, taking 19 threes, which honestly, yeah. The, if, if you want to nitpick, the only way, the only reliable three-point defense is to not allow threes at all, and that is generally yep. what this team does, and they did not do that, especially in the last 10 minutes of the game, yep. the last 15, I'd say. And that's, if you want to nitpick, I, I think there's maybe some effort issues when they get up big in the yes. last 10 minutes or so. Yep. And, you know, yep. UC Santa Barbara offensive rebounding was kind of an issue. This maybe it was going under screens, closing out hard, locating the shooter. Yep. Uh, that's kind of stuff, you know, good. He went 11 of 19, which is honestly not that insane for him, given he is like a 44% three-point shooter. So right. he was 10 of 10 of uh, 22. Right, heading yeah. into the game. So you're you're so, only going like one or two off of his, like maybe one off of his normal, like deviating from his his normal percentage, right. like one or two. I and, mean, he shot last year. He wasn't great at East Tennessee. He shot 35 percent on 159 threes, but the year before that, he was 39 percent on 221, and the year before that, he was 40 percent on 125 at Appalachian State as a freshman. So, dude can definitely shoot. Um, they're the definitely leaving fail- him open. Uh, yeah, he got that was a couple wide open shots on of offensive rebounds. The one that bothered me the most was the one that was late when he was wide open to the quarter. Like, yep. wh- where do you do it? And then they're they're not picking him up early enough. Why aren't you just putting – you said it, and then they did it on the very next possession. Yeah. Put Muhammad they, Gay on him. Yeah, just put <laughs> Muhammad Gay on him and let him be tall and make him go around. I mean, there's there's a number of different ways they could have done it. They just They just did not – they did not – play well to their fundamentals in the second half. And that's the part that's going to, you know, irritate um, Kyle Smith is, is, you know, there are certain things that are fundamental to his program. And one of them is um, chasing shooters off the three point line. And that's, that's a thing that's been, uh, you know, a bit hit and miss this year. Um, We're not doing as good of a job uh, getting people off the three point line as we did uh, in, in Smith's first two years. Uh, You know, I'm not sure exactly why that is I, I do suspect that part of it is um we've been a little smallish on the perimeter a lot of times um not you know not all the time but you know when you're playing Terrell Roberts and Michael Flowers and Noah Williams as you're you know it's like this three guard set that we've started with and um primarily closed out with uh that's not a lot of height you know Terrell Williams is sub six foot uh Michael Flowers is six listed at six one you know, may not even be that tall, might be more like six foot. Um, and then Noah Williams is six, five and six, five is, is, is good size, but, um, playing wing when we've got guys who are six, seven or six, eight, who can play in that wing spot. Um, yeah, that's just kind of, that's a, you know, that's, it's a little smallish on the perimeter and that makes it, you know, th- that much tougher to chase people off, 
the three point line. So that's definitely something that I'm going to be watching uh, going forward, you know, is, is how, um, you know, how we do with that, how we, I mean, we did limit their threes in the first half, you know, so maybe I'm just full of shit. Yeah. And so maybe, maybe the second half was just its own little unicorn. Um, and maybe it really is just as simple as effort. Like you said, um, you know, maybe that's really it. Maybe it's really just, they just did not close out very hard. They did not, you know, rotate very hard there. You know, there were a number of times there at the end where, uh, guys just, you know, were, were either ran under a screen. Noah did that one time, uh, ran under a screen for God knows why. Um, and then another time where Michael flowers just kind of got screened off way too easy. Like didn't, you know, they just did a very, very simple screen and, uh, and he just kind of ran into the screener and dude gets a wide open three. So, uh, you know, there are definitely, I think some effort things, some scheme things that, that they will correct some fundamental things that they will correct. Um, I mean, that's the only part of this morning, but you know, it's, it, it's on the one hand you want to go, well, the game was never in doubt. Like, like truly it was never just like the UCSB game truly never in doubt. But you know, as you pointed out to me, like, Hey, I mean, margin of victory goes into the net rating now and that sort of stuff matters. Yep. I if, mean, if we're going if, to the tournament, if, if you're having it a one-off every once in a while, but now this is a couple games, you know, mm-hmm. you could even say the Alcorn state game. Yep. And the Santa Barbara game and this game where they just let it tighten at the end when they didn't yep. really need to. And it, and it kind of seems like if they would have just kept up intensity a little bit, like instead of coast a little bit, like they, they definitely could have kept the lead. And yeah, you know that maybe that's a couple spots. If you, if you keep doing that now, one game, probably not going to move you that much. But I but if you're talking, but if you think about it, Ken Palm is pretty close uh, Ken Palm's stuff is efficiency margin, and that's what the net uses. Now, the net's going to give you more credit for just getting the win. Um, yep. Ken Palm doesn't give you any credit for the win. It gives you credit for yeah, what the I, margin is. And, and so, I think but, their margin cap is a little lower than his as well. Yeah, I think so. So I think I think that's the other piece. But, but, but that's yeah. the thing. You need to just get at that margin cap. It's like 15 points or something. Like, right. stay above that, and you're good. And they should have. They really should have. But honestly, yeah. like, there was also this thing where – I mean, they went 13 of 22 from three in the second half. Like, you, you need to limit the three-point attempts, but also a team's not usually. Like, like, they play that game again. They again give them 22 threes in the second half. They're probably not making 13. Like, so, um, sure. so it's not like – I'm putting all fault. You know, down the stretch, the offense was painful to watch. A lot of it was just getting fouled. They also they went one of eight. That sucks. Like they weren't really taking very good shots either. Right. Um, they seem to put this emphasis when they're up big in the second half on getting the ball in the block. Uh, yes. Maybe there's lots trying to of work. post steps. Yeah, Noah's posting up, Deshaun's posting up, FA's posting up, and Gay's posting up. And so that's kind of our entire offense. And it doesn't. They do use a lot of post ups in the first half, but it's not as vital in the game they, they seem to be forcing it more at times and you know if they want to work on stuff i get it you're up by 20 points you have some pretty talented bigs and you know if you want to work on some stuff that's fine like if you have the luxury to do that in these games which they obviously did because even with that kind of ugly offense down the stretch they still you know, won the game and, and with another team hitting 
an insane amount of threes. Like they still yeah. won the game. Uh, you know, it's just it's not as much fun when they you know when everyone flow in and go in and whatever. You know, because Gay really didn't. Gay had some really nice plays, but he also turned yeah. the ball over a bunch. Yep. He you know he didn't even kind of he drew some fouls in the post, but. It didn't. You weren't 100 percent sure he was going to go anywhere if he wasn't going to get fouled. If he didn't get fouled, so um, he's he definitely still has some room to grow. I mean, like he makes every time he scores, it's like an amazing looking play, and you're like, yes, yeah. oh my god. And then you kind of you know forget the the errors, but that, those come with being a freshman. And uh, it's it, so you know one of the fouls. I don't think that's one of his turnovers. That was bullshit. But um yeah you know that they just you can't even back down a guy anymore i guess like it's it's nuts <laughs> guess not that that is I, just the te- unless unless you're out above the three-point line i saw flowers just totally shimmy a guy off of him out above the three-point line and the refs let that go but if you're down in the post yeah. the guy just falls down and then yeah and then the refs have to call it's, something so they call a charge because they love fucking calling charges yep. yes they do yeah it's it's very frustrating. I mean, Deshaun Jackson's first touch tonight, uh, you know, he makes one little move toward the basket and the dude flops and all of a sudden it's a charge. It's, uh, you know, to his credit that that was, he only committed two fouls all night. That was one of them. So he got it together and and actually had a pretty decent game, um, which was needed because FA was, you know, in foul trouble all night. Um, That's been the hardest part. part. Part of the defensive issue too is FA, and Gay were in foul trouble down the stretch. Yep, yep. And so, yeah, your rebounding is suffering. Your 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 rim protection is suffering, which is causing you know maybe uh, your guards to lay off a little more. So you know whatever. Yeah. And it's it's probably pretty explainable. And it probably we don't even look at it that hard if if uh, yeah. Winthrop doesn't shoot threes like that. I just hope that the refs like figure it out. I. You know, we do this every damn year. The season starts. The refs call everything insanely tight, uh, particularly when it comes to bigs. Um, They call all this contact around the basket because, you know, everybody's so worried that there's too much contact, you know, in the paint. And so they call super tight around the basket. And then you get these games that are like foul fests and dudes are in foul trouble. And it's like, God, it's like nobody wants to watch all these guys in foul trouble. Um I mean, I, I, you know, we, we've sort of talked about this before. I mean, some, something should be done. Um, I'm like, I think the bare minimum, they should uh, give them six personal fouls. I think that's sort of bare minimum be, just because of the way things are officiated. But, uh, you know, I don't know. It's frustrating. Hopefully it gets a little better once Pac-12 play starts. Uh, and, you know, guys of similar size and athleticism are the ones, you know, banging on each other. Um, but it's, it sure is frustrating, man, watching guys that you want to watch play and guys who are different, make difference makers, um, you know, pick up these cheapy fouls because, you know, there's just naturally more contact down there and guys are going to touch each other and guys are going to bang into each other. And, you know, it's, if you're going to call contact that tight, you're, this is what you're going to get is, you know, a whole bunch of foul trouble and it's stupid and nobody wants it. And late in the game, uh, uh, Winthrop's point guard who had hit a bunch of threes, you know, hit a few threes. And then he, uh, Noah, who has, has seen the refs call down in the paint. If a guy even has his elbow, even anywhere, like it's, and then the guy falls over, it's a foul. Yep. So yep. he, he takes an elbow and falls 
and they just let it go. And Dan Dickow, the the most wonderful color analyst ever, <laughs> who agrees with every damn charge that has ever been called, goes, "Oh, that's a good no call." It's like, well, yeah. and then I credit to Heister, who then folded immediately, but said, "Well, they've been calling that all night." And Dickow says, "Well, if they called all night, they called a block." It's like, well, they know they haven't called blocks all night. They haven't called a block on that right. all night at all. They haven't like, called a and, block on anything all night. Yeah, like they, I don't think they're they called a block on Roberts when he was in like good defensive position. <laughs> like, yeah. It's it's, it's, it's not, the reason why the block charge call just like it has to go like or be legislated in a totally different like just completely different way because it's it's really truly just a coin flip. Like it's 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 the lottery. Like you know, you slide in there and well, you know, flip a coin. Are you going to get a charge or is it going to be a block? We don't know. We have no idea. You know, it's there's no consistency to it. And yeah, well, it's frustrating, anyways, but you know, the Cougs fucking won. Like, yes, they did. Uh, because they can shoot free throws. And uh, yeah, because that's, by they, the way, that's they, nice yeah. after last year. Yeah. And because right? they can drop 48 in the first half and and be at 68 with 11 minutes to go you know that that helps you can build those big leads and then if another team goes absolutely bonkers and the game just goes sideways you have plenty of cushion and that's helped them out and so um that's good uh so they won yeah maybe maybe it hurts the net rating at some point i don't know um i i probably overly worry about shit like that but um it well, but it I just, mean, if we're thinking about things on the margins, right? Yeah. I mean, this is a team where the margins could matter. And, you know, so, I mean, these are things on the margin that, you know, you'd really rather not, you know, be bringing into play. You know, you'd like to. You don't want margin UC to be Santa on Barbara. the margin. Yeah. You know, you, you'd like to beat UC Santa Barbara by 15 instead of seven, you know, or eight or whatever it was. And you'd like to beat Winthrop by 15 instead of six. You know, I mean, it's like those were really 15 to 20 point games and. You know, that changes. I, I think the thing that that so if we're starting to nitpick about things, um, the the defense is definitely not as sharp as I would have expected. Yeah. How crazy is it that point? the offense is clearly the better side of the ball? Yeah. Like, I mean, like I w- way, way, way better. <laughs> yeah, that's right now. The offense is uh, 39th on Kempom in yeah. adjusted offensive efficiency. And the defense yep. is 83rd. <laughs> Yep. Which is that's I mean, a drop for the defense and a rise for yeah. the offense from the start of the year. Yeah, the, I think the defense started around 60. Is that right? 60th? I yeah, think. 50, 50s, 59th, 60, somewhere in there. Yeah. And I remember we looked at it and went, well, they were top 25 last year. Uh, they've lost Bonton. That's like, that seems a little weird that they would, you know, their forecast would drop that far. Um, but it's it's been not great. I mean, it's been okay, but it's been not great. You so know? the, I mean, the thing, you know, some of the peripherals that are concerning are the offensive rebounding percentage. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't, I can't even read into the, I can't read into our free throw rate. I can't read into any, the opposing team's free throw rate just because of how the game's been yes. called. So yeah. I don't, I don't even know what to think about that. But the turnover, you know, if you're not going to get a, if you're not going to rebound as well, you better get turnovers and they're not doing that either. Um, yep. luckily their, uh, two point defense has been excellent uh, and that's what we would expect from this giant back line, you know? Um, yep. but yeah, it's just maybe those few bit of steals here and there. And then really 
they uh there's they definitely have some weirdness in their rebounding because they block a lot of shots and like so for example deshaun blocked a shot out of bounds today that counts as an offensive rebound for winthrop um you know if you block a shot and the other team picks it the team picks it back up that's an offensive rebound uh so you're, you're kind of getting uh punished in one stat for making a a good defensive play um so yeah uh you know, they are getting a little unlucky teams are shooting free throws really well you know it's uh, uh so i i hope you know they started out as a pretty so-so rebounding team last year and then yes. absolutely locked in what come yep. conference time and so hopefully yeah, they can get that come back around again uh i mean they're still you look at the offensive rebounding that's amazing um, so yep. keep that up, but defensively, yeah, there's definitely some peripherals that are, that are, uh, a little concerning, uh, cause if they're not going to force a lot of turnovers, which I don't think they will, I just don't think they have the roster to do that, um, yep. or, or the defensive style truthfully. And so I, they really need to clean the glass and they did for the most part today, they were like 75%. Um, they got kind of unlucky cause they were shooting so many threes. There was a lot of long rebounds and stuff. Um, and then wide open shooters waiting for them. Uh, but, but yeah, so hopefully they can move towards cleaning that up because obviously they've played a lot of teams that they should be killing the boards against so yeah. far. Um, maybe they just need, maybe it's just all that Deshaun mentality where you just need a big guy yeah. uh, to play against. I, I, yeah. I, I mean, I came into the year wondering, you know, when I heard what the opening lineup was going to be i came into the year wondering if the three guard lineup was was really sustainable um and i i don't you know i don't know obviously the offense is incredible right now it's hard i mean it's hard to communicate right now just how good the offense has been um, well they went I, mean, I could say they made they made one gonna, field goal in the last eleven forty three, and they finished at 1.21 yeah, points per session yeah per possession today. so i'm like we've had so 1.21 points per possession or better in four of the five games. Um, we haven't seen anything like that in 10 years. I don't know, like a stretch like that. I mean, yeah. regardless of the competition, right? Haven't seen anything like that. So th- the offense is really, 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 really good. So, you know, maybe maybe this is just a team where, you know, they're all in on offense. I, I kind of have a hard time believing that with Kyle Smith. Um you know, so maybe they, you know, maybe they feel comfortable. Hey, you know, we're going to, we're going to win with offense and the defense will be good enough. And um, we're just, we're just going to have this elite offense when we start these three guards. I, I'm skeptical that we can, that that is the path forward for the rest of the year. I, I just, I, yeah. I don't know, man. I, 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 I'm, I am, there are so many problems created by having that three guard lineup um, defensively that I just, I really wonder how how sustainable that really is. Um, the move that makes the most sense is, you know, moving Roberts to a bench roll and bringing him off the bench and just letting him fire away. Yeah. Um, you know, but I I don't know. It's it's uh it's an interesting quandary. I I just don't think they can be an elite defense with with that particular um, three guard setup for yep. you know twenty five thirty minutes a game. Um, that just seems. That's, that seems like you're putting a lot on guys who aren't very tall and and that stuff. And I, and I also think that's contributing a little bit to their defensive rebounding situation. Yeah. You know, that's not, um, you know, I mean, if you think back to two years ago when they were 
really good defensive rebounding team without any good bigs. And, you know, it was uh, Jeff, you know, for, you know, all apologies to Jeff Pollard. Right. But, you know, Jeff Pollard was really good at boxing people out. And then CJ Ellaby swoops in for the rebound. Right. And well, um, and that's the thing here is, uh, you know, F.A. and gay are not uh, blockout guys. They're NBA. They're not athletes. Yep. They jump and yep. go get the ball. They don't. They don't yep. stick their ass in anyone. That's what. Pa- so with Pollard, it was yeah. He would he would block out, and then CJ would come from the three or four and clean the board up. And yeah, so but you're not going to see that with these guys, and because yeah. they don't and need right, to generally, you know. So it's yep. like, but, So so here's a stat for you. Um, so Ken Pomeroy breaks down the percentage of your defensive rebounds, what position they're coming from. Uh, right now, about 29, about 30% of them are coming from the center position, which you would expect, right? So that's mm-hmm. that's 81st nationally. Uh, when you look at the power forward position, they're only getting 21% of their rebounds from the four. Um, that's 235th nationally. Um, and I think some of that is also due to um, you know, we've had to go small at times, right? Where you've got Yakimovsky uh, playing the four or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you look at our point guard position, uh, only 12% of our defensive rebounds are coming there. That's 251st nationally. Um, that's that's quite a bit below the, the national average. So, um, yeah, I don't know, man, just not getting. And, and as I look back to last year, um, how that compares to last year. Da, 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 da. And Flowers, so we were 90, and Flowers had nine defensive rebounds in the first game. Yep. And, and we were much more, guards, really, since then. much more balanced um, rebounding-wise last year. Um, small forward was 251st as a percentage of the defensive rebounds, but point guard was 93rd, shooting guard was 161st, power forward 109th, center 191st. So, um, so they were kind of you know, really kind of spreading the load there. Um, this year, they're just not getting much from their guards in terms of rebounding. And if they're not getting much from their guards in terms of rebounding right now, um, that's that's really a concern when you start playing against, you know, your bigger, more physical, more athletic teams in Pac-12 play. Yes. Um, but, again, like you said, I would expect, like you, uh, I don't know if you expect it to happen. I expect it to happen. I, I think we're going to move to a bigger lineup at some point, either Flowers or Roberts. We'll yeah. go to the bench, be a six man, and you'll see uh, just bigger lineups. You'll see yep. maybe a Deshaun, F.A., even gay lineup all at once. Although they're probably pretty worried about foul trouble with that. So, yeah. But, but even if you yeah. have either Deshaun, F.A., gay, F.A., gay, Deshaun, and then and then maybe, um, you know, Bamba or Yaki or Rodman at the three instead of Noah at the three. And then you put Noah at the two and then you put, you know, one of your smaller guards at the one, you're just so much bigger. And, and so, uh, yeah, so I'd see that, but we were talking about the offense. So can, obviously since our last podcast, I, they did something offensively pretty amazing. Regardless of who you're playing, and I was yeah. there watching them rain down 109 points on on the, the, our rival Idaho Vandals in their brand spanking new beautiful <laughs> arena, I will say. And we lit that place on fire, which is dangerous because it is mostly made out of wood on, on the inside. So, yeah. you know, Ryan Rapp coming at the end, uh, the fire department was 
on ready to go. Um, but that was, especially that second half, absolutely bonkers. Uh, just to watch a team pour in, watch a WSU team. Uh, the last time I saw WSU play Idaho, uh, Idaho was 2006, 2007 team. They were a good team, but I think they won 64 to 52, uh, which was a very them score. Uh, yep. <laughs> this, this was nuts. Yep. Um, honestly, the craziest thing was you have this dude that played a bunch of minutes last year. He's a scholarship player. He was a three-star recruit, but this team has gotten so deep that he comes in. It's like, he's a walk-on. Yeah. Like I couldn't help it. All the, the like kind of 60 to 70% WSU fans in the crowd. That was when they came alive when rap started hitting shots at the end. And and plus we well, wanted he, to get he didn't yeah. exactly like he didn't exactly like play the <laughs> the humble uh walk on at the end either. I mean he was <laughs> Well I will say know, that he so, was very excited I, to get in on the action. Re- really really happy for him too. Um he had a death in the family, apparently, right uh like the oh, day no. before. So Ugh. really cool to see him get to light it up yeah. like that. Cause he yeah, he was he was having fun. And uh, yep. glad he got in that game. And he's the one that got him to 100 on a free throw um, with like three, like a couple minutes left. I mean, it was yeah. it was kind of nuts. I think they were at, what, they were at like 47 at halftime. And you're like, they could get to 100, but, you know, teams usually slow down in the second half. You know, they, they don't. But WC yeah. would not slow down. They started hitting threes, no. which they weren't doing in the first half. They started burying and threes. And they also kept them. shooting them. Yep. Just kept shooting. Flowers was hitting them first, and then Rap and Bombo was hitting them. Everyone was hitting them. Uh, that was that was absolutely bonkers. Just a team score 109 points. I don't even care who you're playing, uh, especially if it's another Division One team. Like that's just insane. Um, I was uh, well, and that was that was a raw point total record in the Ken Pomeroy era. Uh, they had not scored and then also more than 109 inefficient- points since like 2001 or something. So also an efficiency record, right? Also an efficiency record at 1.51. One, 1.51, a, a point and a half every time. Yeah, you have yeah. the ball. <laughs> Which is like if, <laughs> like if people just like stop, even if you don't understand like all the like what how to contextualize that would be like a tony bennett just think scoring 85 to 90 points in a game (laughs) (laughs) like just think a point and a half every time you come down the floor like that's uh, you know that's that's not that far away from essentially making a two-pointer on every trip like (laughs) it's crazy it's crazy or a three-pointer on every other trip maybe that's a better way to think of it i I will say the trip down the floor you hit a three that, yeah, before WC kind of took over midway in the first half, uh, you know, well, I'd say about five minutes in, um, Idaho hit those first two threes. The students, uh, the Idaho Vandal students were going nuts. Really cool. The, the roof's pretty low there. They serve beer. You know, it's, uh, it's you know, a nice kind of tight 4,200 atmosphere. Um, and it was pretty close to that capacity with all the WSU fans who were in town for the football game. Um, coming over to coming over to watch um, so good on Idaho um, I was talking to Theo uh, Lawson our friend Theo um, you know I went with him to the game and, and he was just talking about how he's been when he you know he was in school 10 years ago they, they were 
they were talking about building an arena and it would happen long before that and talking about building the basketball arena. It was like 25 years. They've been talking about this and, you know, he was just talking about how surreal as an Idaho alum that they actually got that built. Um, so there, there's hope for our facilities yet, you know, <laughs> maybe we'll get some yeah. facilities someday. Uh, yeah. cause, uh, that was pretty cool to see that Idaho got that built and all I think, uh, privately funded. So, um, yeah, it's a good deal, man. Yeah, it's a beautiful place. Way to go, Idaho, you know. Uh, now you got to get a little bit we better were, basketball teams in there. Yeah. If we were building our own place, how big would you want it to be? I'd say probably around 8,000, probably. Yeah. That, that would be on the high end for me. I mean, I know that, like, you know, when it's rocking, the students pack it out. Um, but, like, I'm thinking, like, yeah, between, like, six and 8,000. Well, I just think, me. like, when, when, we were, uh, when we were real bad... Even like uh, the UW games and the Gonzaga games or whatever would draw like eight thousand. Like so, yeah. So if you're if you're saying even when you're bad, those are like the high end, uh, yeah. You know, you're you're gonna build an eight thousand. If you build that eight thousand six thousand seat arena, you're probably still getting more revenue because you're gonna have like luxury boxes in there and all that shit. Um, Plus, it'll be more of a draw to go there. That's it's already clearly been a draw for Idaho, so uh, um, yeah, that's yeah, I don't know. Yeah, six thousand, eight thousand, that'd be great. Keep it intimate, loud. Beasley is super loud when when you have those five thousand students in there, and I I expect by the middle of conference play, it's going to look like that. Um, yep. So I'm excited for that, but also. Beasley is Beasley, and it, it is uh, nothing fancy in this new world, yes. this this current world. I mean, it used to host NCAA tournament <laughs> games, uh, but it yeah. does not do that anymore. <laughs> Once upon a time. Yeah, I just can imagine the, the, the logistical nightmare of the hotels uh, yeah, yeah. in Pullman for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All well, right. That was, you know, it was great to see that Idaho win. Uh, that was fun to watch him run it up and... Um, you know, I, oh, I don't know about I you, but say, I kind of watched. Yeah. I, I was sitting the second half. I sat right by the WSU bench, and uh, Noah Williams gets up when it's about like I think they're at about like ninety, and he's done for the night, obviously. And he just yeah. says, he just he just yells, "Let's get to one hundred! Let everyone know, run it up!" <laughs> <laughs> That's my guy. I love him. Yeah, I kind of hoped that was, you know, like, all right, you know, we kind of got our our uh, lazy second half out of our system against UC Santa Barbara, and well, apparently we didn't. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Got a few days off. Eastern Washington this weekend. Uh, that should be another team they murder, uh, and then they go to go to Tempe. So and then it gets harder, and then it gets harder. You know, we'll all be in uh, Pullman for the USC game, so that should be fun as well. Yeah, I, I still, gotta, you know, it's a worried about that pass but i think i'll go yeah um, are you hitching a ride with me um you know if there's room are, are you doing the wall there's you, room. you're doing the friday to sunday yeah uh, thank you welcome everyone to our plans for the weekend <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's, well you let's, know i mean it just kind of crossed my I mind got, i was like you know you can I, I'm, always I ride tickets. with us i have tickets already obviously yeah yeah i might, so, might have to do that okay we even, I, I mean, get we got, I think we haven't, no. I, I think we actually still have a, have a bed in our Airbnb. So. Oh, know. well maybe not. Maybe I won't get my own, own hotel yeah. room. Yeah. 
maybe don't get a hotel room. Damn. So everything's coming yeah. up, Greg, right now. There it goes. All right, are we? We can take a break. Yeah, let's take a break. Football. We'll come back talk football. back we're back jeff i do feel a bit guilty after this weekend um because i kind of had a little too much fun on saturday or friday night maybe stayed uh-huh. out with some friends a little too late shout out might have to, to my wander scott squad brad and rochelle <laughs> we just couldn't yeah. stop walking around pullman um uh-huh. But that made me maybe get up a little later and leave Pullman a little later. So I just needed to get home and I didn't have time to stop at Pretty Fair Beer. So I apologize to Pretty Fair Beer. I feel like I have a hole in my heart because I didn't stop at our uh, favorite Cougar Bar in Ellensburg uh, to get a nice beer and a nice meal. Um, Instead, I was left to get... get and you didn't get the fresh hop lager either. That I, was I like, didn't. I missed yeah. out on it. So, yeah. I never again. Never again. Never again. Well, I make such a mistake. Um, I will not sacrifice. You'll totally, you'll totally do it again. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, pretty fair beer in Ellensburg. You know, I've been. You know, I'm looking on Twitter. I'm looking at our readers. I'm looking at Coog fans. I've been seeing a lot of people posting their pictures, going to Pretty Fair Beer. Nice place to stop. People are enjoying it. I got, I see Jim, I see you out there recurring, going there every weekend, going to Pretty Fair Beer on your way to Pullman. That's what I love to see because, honestly, I think it's a great place. Uh, you know, I saw, saw our friends of Logan's stopping back there on the way back. You know, even they left even later than me. So, really, did I have an excuse? No, but whatever. They, they don't have kids, so um uh but 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 yeah like it's and it's because it's i think what people are discovering that have gone there on our recommendation on this podcast um is that pretty fair beer is a great spot and it's always fun to go to a kugon spot and some of the and if you follow their twitter and their their uh their social media feed they're definitely all about the coogs and 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 they love repping the coogs and and they were really proud to represent like a coog podcast so um you know i i love that i see all these people uh that have went there and then legitimately enjoy it because i know i've legitimately enjoyed stopping there um because it's great so much uh great craft beer selection both for there and to go and cans and bottles all that um so so many so much so much great to choose from they have food you can take kids there now uh they have wine for your you know, people don't want to drink beer. They, you know, you can watch games there, uh, including the Coug games and the Sounders and the Kraken and the Seahawks and and all of that. Like, so it's a great spot. We've got to meet the owners. They're they're very great. They're awesome. And just, I, I this has just been so much fun having them as a sponsor because honestly, I legitimately like it. If if I would have just organically found out about them, I would have been very excited about Pretty Fair Beer. 
and I would have probably decided to stop there at Ellensburg if, if I knew they existed. Luckily, they let us know they existed, and now I have a cool spot to stop in Ellensburg on the way. And now if you live in central Washington, you have a nice Kugon'd craft beer bar that gets a lot of stuff on the west side that doesn't actually get distributed to the east side. Yeah. So, so you should definitely uh, check it out. A lot of the people that have been, a lot of our listeners that have went there, I've been very excited about it. So pretty fair beer in Ellensburg, that extra mile beyond that strip where you get gas, just keep going, sit down yeah. for a few minutes, have a beer, yeah. have something to eat. Yes. Yeah, we love that. I think the thing I love the most is that, you know, like uh, they're not trying to have, you know, 45 different taps. It's 12 taps, highly curated. Like, you know what you're going to get is going to be and good. And it's not, it's not 12 IPAs. You know, it, no, it's, it is it's not. different beers. Yes, which we it, love. So that's what we yeah. love. You know, I like IPAs, but I, I like, was, I like, I like, I like a lot of stuff. Yes, you do. That your is sour true. lover. I was, you'll get something. Yeah, yeah. I was wearing my pretty fair beer shirt yesterday. So very nice. Representing. Wait yeah. Represent. Awesome company man. So. so. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm looking at their menu. Like you, you like light styles, Kolsch. Like I check Pilsner. They got Guava Dom from Urban Family. That's a great sour. Uh, they got you know you always got your friend that, that wants the the lighter beers. Your friends that like the IPAs. Uh, you know yep. someone that like something uh, malty. You got a, a a wee heavy on there, a brown ale on there. Uh, just a lot, and then plus that's not even counting what's in the cooler where they always have a bunch of other surprises. So um, definitely check them out. And then, of course, a great place to watch watch games and, and just hang out and get and get a bite to eat. So, um, pretty fair beer. I've uh, been loving loving doing this uh, this this little bit every game and uh, or every every week. And and uh, um, I've actually come to really like that place. So <laughs> it's a uh, yeah, it's pr- pretty pretty nice. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Synergy uh, for a sponsor yes. and. Uh, yeah. sponsy. I, I think that's what they call it. That's yeah. what they call it. All right, Jeff. So, uh, what is your pretty fair beer of the episode? Pretty fair yeah. So I'm beer, having, beer I'm beer. having the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm having the black Raven Flocktoberfest lager. Flocktoberfest. The fall seasonal. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, is a, a nice little, uh, toasty lager, you know, traditional Czech grown and malted barley and European hops. So, you know, nice little excellent German Marzen style, a uh, little five percenter. Just you know, nice little, nice little lager here to to finish off my night. Yeah, so yeah, Flocktoberfest. It's a you know, if it's a Marzen style, that's a traditional uh, Oktoberfest style. You'll also see the Fest beers, which are the lighter style that kind of came about in the uh beer gardens and at the oktoberfest celebration where people are like can we just uh get us some little lighter to chug yeah <laughs> since we're gonna and be so you, you drinking for like 12 hours and, yeah yeah <laughs> uh so yeah uh always nice to hit to get one of those bars and get a nice toasty malty lager yeah um yeah it's good i like it so you know me i like to uh have a uh, thematic beers um, I do. So as it is Apple Cup week, we kick it around that. My pretty fair beer, beer of the week, is 
an allowable sense of precaution from Weldworks and Burial, uh, a uh, collaboration beer. I was brewed at Weldworks. So it's, of course, a week for an, allow- an allowable sense of precaution. Um, Weldworks, I always have to mention, still owes me beer. Uh, when <laughs> you're gonna they, you're gonna mention that every time they name searched themselves for, and I, found I, that I they mentioned know. me, I mentioned them in my preview of the Northern Colorado Bears. Yeah. Uh, when WSU played Northern Colorado in 2019, and they sent out a bet to me, uh, offering up a couple the beers that I mentioned, a uh, oh now I can't remember it. Whatever, uh, what it was a barrel aged out, and their uh, their hazy IPA because those were the two beers that I that I was aware of. I just want to have some in the cellar, and I can't even remember what it's called. Um, but but anyways, they owe me each uh, one of, each of those. I agreed to the bet. I even offered up if WSU should lose, here are some Northwest beers I will send you. And so uh, they have yet to pay. We are now well over two years since then. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so I yeah. am. Uh, We're like about twenty, about twenty six months, right? Yeah, like twenty six so months since then. Wildworks, I think Terrible. you're a good brewery. I'm drinking your beer right now. It's an imperial stout, brewed with cinnamon, marzipan, cardamom, vanilla, and brown sugar. So it's a nice little spicy, spice driven stout. Um, it's giving me an allowable sense of precaution for. Uh, which is the opposite of what you would think would happen with uh, the other percentage on here. No, but I'm going to say this is at least like 11 to 12%. I don't see the percentage anywhere. Uh, not something you would typically associate with. Uh, no, it's 108 Uh Not something you would associate with drinking that high ABV of a beer. Um, and maybe we'll find out in in uh, when we talk about the Apple Cup. Um Maybe this will lower my inhibitions. I don't know. Um, but yes, as we approach this week, even with, you know, whatever stakes there may be for WSU, we should have an allowable sense of precaution. <laughs> what, and I'm drinking whatever this stakes nice... there may be. There's lots of stakes, apparently, now. Yeah. Uh, I'm just approaching with an allowable sense of precaution, which is nice, kind of spiced imperial stout. You know, I... It's always not my favorite to have a stout this big that's not barrel aged, but it's well done. Um, it's sweet. It, it's got all those spices. Uh, I really taste the cinnamon and uh, and the cardamom, probably uh, especially. Um, but uh, yeah, so good beer. Um, you still owe me beer, Weldworks. Uh, I will never let it go. And I and I already you tagged you on Twitter today. So. Um, <laughs> So, I love it. Yeah, if you want to hit up Weldworks, uh, email me. I'll send you the screenshots uh, if you want to uh, go at them on my behalf. Not to dox them, <laughs> but just to remind them that they owe me beer. Um, anyways, so football, which is what we usually first talk about. But hey, we love the hoops. Um, but hey, uh, as I was in Pullman for that thrashing of Idaho. I also was in Pullman for the thrashing of Arizona in one of the weirdest weather games I have ever seen. 
<laughs> did, did you actually see the game? Or? Um, if it was played on the side of the field that I was sitting on, I saw the game. If it was played on the far side of the field, such as when Max looked like he was down and then sprinted down the sideline for like a 70-yard touchdown, and it turned out he was down, um, we had no idea what was going on. We kind of saw through the fog a figure running down the sideline, and Max is kind of uh, very recognizable gait. Um, yeah. And, and we're all just looking at each other with our arms in the air like what just happened did max score a touchdown <laughs> and then on twitter everyone's like no no he was down i was like okay okay fine whatever uh not like the pac-12 refs could even see it uh but i will say pretty impressive some of the deep throws that Jaden made in that fog i didn't i i didn't i don't think i could see 40 yards down the field so yeah i don't know how he saw it yeah um, for sure uh maybe that's just uh it, it's um it 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 shows how well he is kind of in tune with Travell and with Calvin at this point. Uh, but yeah, that was nuts. Like it, it it was it was kind of snow raining in the first half, and then this this fog settled in. And you know, I I guess you watched it on TV, but it was you know I watched the highlights. They had to they had to get pretty creative with the camera angles <laughs> just to so you could yeah. see the game. Oh, it was super funny, man. Just like they were sitting so low and like trying to like <laughs> trying to give you something. And uh, yeah, yeah, that was, that was pretty hilarious because there's not they're not a whole lot that uh, causes too much problem for television. But fog, fog is the thing, man. Can't see through the fog. And um, it was it was thick. It was thick. And the oh, encouraging gosh. thing is uh, to see with all that weird weather. Uh, really, the WC was not impeded. Uh, they put it to a team that they needed to destroy, and they did. Yeah, they were very efficient in finishing their drives. They had a couple big plays, mix it, you know, big touchdown plays and mix it in. They had a nice uh, blocked punt for a safety, which also I had no idea what was going on with that, <laughs> and neither did the people yep. calling the game. Uh, and yep. also, it didn't help that the ref signaled a touchback. <laughs> that that was not helpful. Um, if that was the one thing we could see is a ref signaling a touchback. We're like, what? Like, how how was that a touchback? Like, what did, what is that ever a touchback? Um, but yeah, so it it was really cool. Uh, Jaden uh, only took twenty two passes. They got to two hundred fifty nine yards. That draw play, man, has a draw play ever in the history of football ever worked that well for that many times? No, I don't think so. <laughs> that was. I mean, I, I I wish I had a more uh, insightful answer to that, but I I think the answer is just no. It's it. This is it. This is the, you know, this this is this is the pinnacle of the of you know somewhere Mike Holmgren is just like, you know, smiling to himself and laughing, you know, like like a maniacal laugh in his uh, lazy boy chair, just ha ha ha, all the draw plays. Yeah, West Coast offense, a staple. And Mike Price, of course, but they weren't all on like third and ten. They were on like first and ten often, or second and eight, whatever. Like it's the draw plays were just crazy. Like Arizona, what are you doing? Like yeah. how yeah. could this work over every time they do it, you're like, no way, no way. Oh, there he goes. Their backs goes for another twenty yards. As um, it turns out, they stink. 
Yeah, they're pretty bad. Because uh, we... It, there definitely was a feeling in the first half that we were not playing particularly well and still just destroying them. <laughs> like it was, yeah, it, it was pretty bad, it, which we were playing about as well as you'd expect, like in, in the weather. But it, but it was, it was just, they're very bad. Like they did a lot of things where it's like, well, thank you, Arizona, for being you. Um, yeah. And this but, must have been what it was like for, for teams to play, uh, play us during the Paul Wolf years. Just like no matter what mm-hmm. you do, you know you're going to win by multiple touchdowns. Yep. And I, it, it, one thing that was really cool is that a lot of the big plays were made by seniors. All the touchdowns yep. uh, by Max and Calvin and Travell, um, all guys that were participating in the senior yeah. senior day. For counterpoint. Tiffany's. Counterpoint. That's a little depressing. Ah, uh, but honestly, I'll tell you what's more depressing: <laughs> when you're getting ready for senior day, and there is like. You can count the yeah. number of people on your hands and toes that are in the stadium. So, yeah. um, you know, this senior class is just uh, one to be celebrated because of all the things they've yep. gone through and all the yep. wins they've had along the way through all that shit yep. that they've gone through. Um, just how, what they've done this year when a lot of us didn't expect us expect them to do much of anything. Uh, and to get bowl eligibility, uh, that just felt really good. Um, you know, you could see through the fog on the big screen, the bowl eligible sign at the end, that felt pretty good. And, um, I'll, I'll never take for like WC went so long without many bowl games. I will never take for granted getting to bowl games and especially in a season like this, where no one yep. would have expected them to do that. Um, yeah. It's pretty cool that they got us there. Yes, a lot of the production was from guys that are leaving. Although that QB, he's not going anywhere. Um, and he's he seems to be a big driver in what has gotten us here versus what we looked at at the start of the year um, when he wasn't playing um, uh, through injury or through uh, coaching malpractice. Um but yeah, so uh, yeah, all, all in all, like not a lot more you can ask for on senior night to have the seniors be awesome and and have them win and, and have a, a meaningful win uh, to get them to a bowl game. And then also, Jeff, they're still alive for the goddamn Pac-12 North <laughs> Championship. Like, what the hell? <laughs> I know we could win the Pac-12 North with a seven and five record. <laughs> yeah, because because seven and five, like six and three of that would be inside. Like if 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 someone told you that WSU went one and two in in their non-conference games, there's no way you would be like, oh yeah, well we got to bowl eligibility by beating Arizona well, with one game to play. Or or flip it around and go. If you had told me we were going to be, you know, six and three, you know, presuming we win the Apple Cup, which is obviously a huge presumption. But I'm just saying, like, like if we win the Apple Cup. Allowable sense of precaution, Jeff. An allowable sense of precaution, Jeff. If we win that game, we'll be six and three in the Pac-12. And if you had told me we were six and three in the Pac-12, I'd be like, well, holy shit. How many games did we win? Eight, nine? Like, hell yeah, let's go. And yeah, you know, whatever, man, this fucking wet fart of a season sometimes like i mean not that not that it's been you know a bad result but it's also just like god man 
Like this season has been so just strange and like weird in every possible way. Um, just to the point where you just go, man, I don't know. Like, I, you know, I want to sit there and go, man, there's no way that's going to work out this weekend. You know I mean? You know, we got to beat UW and Oregon state has to beat Oregon. Uh, I mean, come on, but, but then it's also like, man, the way this season, I was going to say the way this season. season's gone, yeah. the way this season's gone, that is the kind of weirdness that would be totally appropriate. Yeah. And let me pull it back a little bit before we get into that. Cause I did want to talk kind of about what it was like to be there for that. And, and just think about, um, it, like I mentioned earlier, the, what the players went through to get to this point and what the seniors went through to get to this point with multiple teammate deaths and, and multiple coaching changes and, and one of the weirder coaching changes, the, the one of the weirdest, maybe the weirdest coaching change you'll ever oh, see. Oh, probably the weirdest. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, just to have you know one coach leave them, one coach essentially quit on them. They're sitting with an interim coach who doesn't even know if he's going to be there um and uh yeah that was it was pretty like I, I don't think i've ever felt like quite so emotional about a game and, and i think that's why it hit me when like there wasn't uh, a lot of people there uh the students definitely filled in more late and they made they were loud uh but still you know that student section was maybe like a third to 40 percent full um the alumni section was very sparse yeah. Uh, that's one of the sparsest uh, alumni sections. Well, definitely the one most sparsest all year. Uh, sparse in a few get few years, honestly. I mean, we always have bad attendance for this weekend, but um, this was some of the worst. Fri Friday seen. night just makes it worse, man. Like that. I mean, it I definitely mean, makes it worse for the alumni. They were hoping that yeah. it would help with the students, but what I heard from so, you know, I hung out with uh, the the student that put my name on. Uh, <laughs> on the Pac-12 network during the WSU, I can't remember which game. Um, yep. Uh, it was uh, the first so game. He said, hi, Craig the Powers. The Alcorn State game. And then he said, at the end, meet you at the Coot, Craig. And so, you know, uh, he, we, we were, we were I, I met him on Twitter, and I said, you know, come on over. I was at the Coot pretty much all day before the game, um, you know, watching the soccer game. And then, you know, I had that, I had that long table in the back. I wasn't leaving that. Uh, so I was at the Coug yep. until, you know, from like 1030 to 530. Um, so I just had to leave in time to make the senior festivities. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Nate was there with me for a lot of the time. And, and um, you know, that was that was fun. And he, he watched first half basically with me. And then he went over with the, the students in the second half. Um, but that was that was pretty fun uh so yeah but so but he told me and some other students told me that uh most of the profs canceled classes on friday <laughs> um damn so, it so yeah so that kind of undid uh probably with wcu you know i talked about some people like wc probably asked for that game to be on friday versus uh, yeah that would make sense because the the i mean a lot of the the alumni tickets are sold already so that they're not really yep. get taking a big hit on the uh on that uh, but if they're wanting an atmosphere, they want the students to be there and the students that were there did provide a good atmosphere. You know, they probably couldn't see the other half of the field much like it would be funny <laughs> to hear a roar from them. And we have like, I don't know what yeah. they're talking about. Um, yeah. but they, they did bring it and that's what you'd expect. And, um, but still, you know, it kind of sucked to see. And, but it was pretty emotional to see them get that win. And 
it was really cool when Jihad got that interception at the end. You know, get get in on the party, the senior party there. Um, yeah. and, you know, if there's any senior on defense that you hope make a play um, in his final game, that 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 would be that would be the one. Uh, he's been here since 2016. He redshirted. Yeah. So Jihad Woods is part of five bowl teams. Like that is nuts. Yep. Five bowl teams. Super nuts. Yeah. Um, very cool. Uh, but yeah, so, but anyway, so because they won and because they have won more games than we even expected, uh, you know, we're coming here into the Apple Cup with stakes and, ugh. Who wants that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's worked out so great for us uh, in the recent past, right? Like, so, so I know expectations and stakes. We've all done the, the over analysis here, and we've looked yes. at the weird ass Pac-12 rules with the weird ass language. Yes. But many people who I reporters have talked to the Pac-12. Yes, the scenario is if it's a three-way tie between Washington State, Oregon State, and Oregon. WSU, by virtue of its four and one uh, divisional record, would be the Pac-12 North representative in the correct in, in the the Pac-12 championship game. So yeah, that is the stakes. WSU plays on Friday. Oregon and Oregon State plays on Saturday. So that helps. Like at least we won't know. So there's not that much that extra edit that extra added nervousness of like yeah but holy shit what if we win the game and then we're sitting around on saturday watching the civil war counting on oregon fucking state who beat oregon last year beat him last year i i don't give a shit like i don't want to be counting on jonathan jonathan smith and the fucking beavers to like make my day you know just like make my make my season i don't know like it's that is gonna i i don't know man i i'm gonna have ulcers on this thing one way or the other I, it doesn't really matter oh, but I'm, also I'm if be, they whatever if they if they win that game you know they well yeah at least you're you're probably not go well it's just as long as you could avoid the sun bowl i think for a lot of fans that's the hardest one yeah. to go to but they definitely could still yeah. end up in the sun bowl uh which sucks um, cause it's just going to be a whole lot of teams on the same line when it comes to right. picking bowls. But anyways, right. WSU has not won that game. WSU has not won that game in, since 2012. Yes, so as we know, we are hurt. We are scarred. That's what makes all this even the more nauseating is because, oh my God, the Apple cup matters again. Like again, it matters. Like it, God you know, damn we, it. we needed it in 2018 and 2017 and 2016 um 2015 we could have you know who knows where we could have gone for a bowl if we won that game um so again you know i, I think my you know uh my senior year wc was already ha- at six wins but they that there wasn't as many bowl games back then so they actually needed that seventh win to go to a bowl game and uh uw denied them so a little part of me kind of wishes uw would have beat colorado because i i just i've always wanted that payback of yes. like denying them the bowl game, but yes. funny enough, you'd have fucking sucks and they're four and seven. So, yep. uh, which is pretty funny. Let's be honest. We all enjoy it. It is. It's super, it's funny. great. Um, but also, uh, WSU has been better than you dub so many times in the apple cup in recent memory. Well, yes. not in recent memory. Uh, you, you dub has been pretty good when we've had to play them recently. Um, 
Maybe yeah, the only time that's, we've the, been, that's been the problem. Maybe the only time we've been objectively better is probably 2018 um, and maybe 2015. Uh, yeah. But it's uh, it, it, it's stressful, you know, because I want to see Jaden sling it around, but you dub. Oh, by the way, we're previewing the Apple Cup now. <laughs> yeah. we're not gonna we have a separate podcast this, on friday yeah we can't do it it's just there's my man it's thanksgiving uh, week there's just too thanks, much going on man. thanksgiving my fiance's birthday is on wednesday this is already on monday tomorrow jeff you know on tuesday jeff and i are going to sounders game we got shit to do all right so this is now your apple cup preview yeah which um I don't even think Jeff, you even wanted to do right. <laughs> I, I mean, I just like I don't even want to think about this game. Like I'm, I'm already. I, I've told you this. And I probably mentioned on the podcast, but I'm already taking a big step out by not just watching it in my basement alone with my sad beer and my sad, just you know, like countenance as i'm watching the game like i'm 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 venturing out of my home i am gonna go into public during the apple cup and i am going to like attempt to enjoy um the game now if if we happen to win i will be the biggest fucking asshole that ever walked the face of the earth taunting everything purple that's within like within shouting distance of me as would be your i mean yeah so there will definitely be that but i'm also just like you know i (laughs) I, I don't want to. I don't want to think about the the chance that uh, that we will win. I don't. I don't want to think about the fact that we are the better team. Um, you know, I, I I I think honestly, like my biggest my biggest concern about the game is this. Like like I, I think there's no doubt we're the better team. Um, I, you know, I think that's obvious on so many levels, and that's fine. Um, but you know, as you mentioned, that hasn't always worked out. And the thing that concerns me the most is that Jaden Delora, as we were talking about Jaden, Jaden Delora is just like way overly amped up for this thing, um, as he has a tendency to do from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um, the best thing we could have going for us is a fairly flat uh, crowd at the University of Washington, which I think is a legitimate possibility. Um, that the Husky crowd is not, you know, super amped up and 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 super crazy. Um, you know, I, th- I think there's a chance cause I've been there well, when I, I, they've we, been, we talk, I mean, I was there for, I was there Walter, for Peyton Bender and yeah, that was, it, <laughs> well, they, so that was, they, they kind of had to be brought into the game by the team and they, they were playing for bowl, but even like UW fans typically are like, well, whatever, a six and six bowl team, whatever. But there was like yeah. hardly any students there. And I yeah. fully expect that to be the case for this game. Cause yep. yeah, that it's raining all day. Like they're, they're not going to yep. be that into it. Uh, but honestly, that's a huge stadium. You don't need that many people for it to be loud. <laughs> like no, it's, that's it's, true. it's built as we, and like it's a to loud do, stadium regardless. as we like to, yep. to do in the Northwest. We build things to keep the sound in and it's, so it's a loud stadium. Um, so it, so if, you know, if WSU, you know, makes a mistake. If UW gets a big play, the crowd will get into it. I think, even if it's only fifty thousand UW fans or whatever, you know, yeah. versus seventy. So that's that's the that's the thing, you know, because even we've seen Martin can be half full, and if crazy shit is going on, like those fans will be going nuts, you know. Yeah. Um, 
So it's it, it, it that that's a that's that's the thing is like can can you handle that? I mean, they've they've they they've went and won on the road this year. But it was at Cal and ASU. Yep. You know, and so it, it's a little bit different of an environment. Uh, there's going to be a lot more WSU fans there than either yes. of those games. So maybe that yes. gives them a boost. And But yeah, I do see them being amped. Uh, I hope that Max at this point doesn't get too amped or anything, you know. Like he's yep. been through these. He's lost a few. He's talked at yep. them. And, but he is, you know, playing his best football right now. Well, um, honestly, yeah, he's so, come on strong the last couple of weeks. And and that's the key point here is UW still has a very good pass defense. Uh, yep. They're they're like top five in EPA per play per pass. Um, they don't give up big plays. Uh, they Let's see. Yeah, they they uh, their defense is very highly rated. Um, you know, their their predicted points added per play is is uh 0.077 which is very low um and they're passing down defense uh only 27 percent success rate for teams so really like this this game and this is where maybe this like dickert style of running the ball more is going to be beneficial because u-dub is not a very good run defense you know, middle of the road at best against the run. And so during when it was the years of the air raid, people would say, we need to run the ball. It's like, well, they're not going to. Okay, so shut the hell up. <laughs> like, like, they're not going to run the ball. Like you could say it yeah. over and over again. They're not going to yeah. run the ball. But here it's like, yeah, they might. They, they've run the ball a lot the last few weeks. Like they might yeah. do it. Like, and, and honestly – you're going to be more successful against this UW defense if you run the ball. That's, yep. uh, you know, it's not necessarily WSU strength, but they do have playmakers there. WSU is a better passing team than a running team generally. But like you said, Max has been playing really well lately. Um, he's definitely taken a step up as the season has gone along. Dion is still steady and good. He had a very good game against Arizona. He's still that guy that can get you those those clutch yards. Um, and what we talked about, you know, WSU, uh, sh- shout out to Zane for, uh, our, our buddy Zane Murphy, uh, writes for Kook Center yeah. gave us a stat is that WSU has really improved on its stuff rate offensively, which is a stuff is a, uh, zero or negative yard rushing play, which they were really struggling with early in the season. And they've really, t- they've really stepped up in that that's come down. That is no longer an obvious, uh, weakness. They're not getting stuffed at such a high rate um, that that it's an obvious weakness. Um, so uh, so that's good. And and so there's a a part of me that says, hell yeah, let's just run the fucking ball on them and see what happens. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Like, um, I mean, it's gonna I, be in the rain too. It's gonna be in the shit. So. Yeah, yeah. I I just like. I tend to think that um, it's going to be a close game. I, you know, I, I think that both teams will will probably, you know, try and run the ball. Um, I just think that, you know, one nice thing we've got going for us on this game is that uh, Washington just doesn't have the athletes anymore to run away from you the way that they have in the past. So yeah. 
you know, there were years where, hey, when... Hold on, when, Jeff. Hold on. Yes. There we go. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> um, you know, but the roster is just not as talented um, as it has been. And, you know, so where, you know, you'd have, you know, for example, you talked about, you know, the, the 2015 game where, you know, Peyton Bender just kind of falls apart and everything just turns, you know, just completely snowballs on him. Um, this team's just not not as talented as that. So even if there are mistakes made, um, yeah, that 2015, you know, they don't team. have the ability to run away from you in the same way that maybe some of these past teams did. And, um, you know, so I guess that gives me some hope. I guess that gives me some comfort, um, you know, that that I think I, I think either it's a close either we you know, it's close one way or the other or we run away with it. I, I, I really don't see a scenario where Washington runs away with it strong words i know but we're God, taking an allowable sense me? of precaution here um yeah yeah honestly me neither i mean it's because their offense is just yes that's exactly good. it like like they're just not that you know their offense doesn't hit big plays uh you know more morris has big arm but you know they they don't hit big plays down the field um they're not explosive they they don't finish drives you know they don't they finish the ball drives. Over. They're below. Yeah, they're a below average offense. Um, you know, I mean, maybe maybe they do what you know sometimes happens in these games, which is you know they put together the, you know, the game of their lives, and you know suddenly live up to all the potential everyone thought they had all along, and you know smoke us. But but I just uh, I I don't see that being a very likely outcome. Yeah. Um... So I'll come back to that stuff rate I said about WSU's offense. Zane said WSU is the fifth most improved Power 5 team over the last six weeks in stuff rate. Uh, that kind of jives. You know, WSU, they're off. So they've, they're first in the – Zane also said WSU is first in the Pac-12 in weeks 7 through 12 in explosiveness, and UW is last. So this kind of vibes with what you've been seeing uh, with, with WSU. They just, their offense has just been getting better. And better and better. They've been making big plays. Even against Oregon, they got they lost, but they made big plays in that game. Um, it's going to be harder to make big plays against UW's pass defense. That is something that they pride themselves on not allowing. That is the one thing they're very good at. That's why they have four wins and not, like, two wins, like, honestly. Um, that's why a lot of the games are very close. Um you know, I think the stat is they haven't allowed 35 points in a long time, like it's like six years or something. Um, so I, um, I, 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 I'm not sure I, I see like Jaden slinging it all over, but if we can get like one or two big plays in the offense, in the passing game, and maybe those plays go for TDs, that would be pretty great. Um, yeah. and then I think what you're hoping for and what, this team, you know, they didn't do against Arizona. Um, they only had one uh, takeaway, and they forced one fumble. Uh, but, you know, UW has been a bit takeaway heavy lately. They gave they gave four four takeaways against Colorado, and WC's looking for that. So if UW wants to run the ball a lot, that gives them a lot of chances to rip the ball out. Dylan Morris is not very reliable did i say dylan, dylan morris dylan moore uh dylan morris yeah 
Sorry, no, the Mariners and the Mariners. No, you got watched it. Watched too many Mariners uh, this year. You got <laughs> that it. gave me um, gave me like pause there. Uh, Dylan Morris, yeah, he's he's not a you know he he he's not super reliable with the with the ball. You know he's no he's thrown twelve picks this year in three hundred sixty three attempts. That's not good. That's nope. That's a pick every thirty attempts. That means he's probably going to throw one each game, or he could yep. throw a couple. You know. Um, and this is a defense that looks for that stuff. So, um, ideally I hope the defense gets three turnovers from you, Dub. Um, hopefully setting us up in some good scoring positions or preventing them, uh, from scoring, you know, that you Dub had that problem against Colorado. Uh, they, they missed out on some points because they turned it over, uh, you know, in, in scoring position. Um, so yeah, it, it's really, we talked about, I, I messaged you earlier, about Arizona, WSU had the ball four times inside the 40, and they scored all four times. And UW Pretty remarkable. Struggled. What? That's that, really good efficiency. That, that, I'm sorry. They scored touchdowns all four times. <laughs> like, that's 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 the most important part. That's amazing. Yeah. Like, it, and that's – because that's 28 points. Like, because, you know, if you get inside the 40 four times, that's good. But you don't always expect to get a touchdown every time. Um, and they did. And – uh, so that, that sort of, uh, efficiency against UW will be big and it's going to be big on both sides. Um, if, if WSU, cause you know, WSU's defense bends, like, there ain't no doubt about that. They bent against Arizona. Uh, but, but they've, they've been decent at getting off the field. We've talked about it over and over again. And if they can do that against UW, force a turnover, get to get in a fourth down situation, make that big fourth and one, fourth and two stop, whatever. Um, that's going to be huge. And then if WSU can just finish his drive with points, which it honestly has done really a poor job in the Apple Cup in a long time, and I hate saying the other teams have any bearing on this team, but honestly, like it's hard to not think about the other games or whatever. Um, yep. What, uh, what, what you can you can hope is that I, I don't know. It seems like there's some sort of mental like mental issue. With this game, with the Cougs, yep, and yep. and and hopefully, with multiple coaching changes, <laughs> that there's there's something different, and and they they're not just going to fold at the first sign of you know, uh, or they're not just going to play poorly like they've just played poorly in this game so many times. It's so frustrating. It's like, why couldn't you just play better? Like 2015, I get it. You had your backup quarterback have a turnover fest, whatever. But Luke Falk was there in 2016. All of our defensive guys were there in 2016. That didn't work out. 2017, you know, we had our we had our, we had our guys. That didn't work out. Uh, you know, obviously Craig Kraft I think was out in 2017, but um, most of the other guys are there. Matafa was there, whatever. 2018, uh, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll be one of those guys that blames it on the weather, but whatever. Um, but yep, still, they got too. they got run over too. When UW wanted to run, they ran, and yep. And so, if you get schemed out of it too, that that's that's fucking annoying. If the other team just is smarter about what they do than you are, that's annoying. So I, I just hope they come out and they're 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 smarter about things. They're they're the team that is doing the right stuff in the, in the bad weather or whatever, you know, like in the, in the situational plays, if they're the team that, you know, we got the, we got, we got some fucking dogs on the offensive line 
like no pun intended. Uh, like they, there's, we can mash them. Their defensive line is nothing special this year. Yep. We we can push them back. We can move the ball on the ground. Uh, we can keep Jaden upright. Let him find some dudes downfield. Like there's no yep. reason that that can happen. Our offensive line is a strength, and and for once their defensive line is not a strength. Um. So it, um. Hopefully, you know, if things play out the way they should, given these teams' relative strengths. This should be a close game, like you said. And so yeah. we just have to it, hope that for once in these goddamn Apple Cups that some things go our way and and we don't get overwhelmed by the by the moment and, and come out on top. Because right? I'm just fucking sick of losing this game. Like, I'm so fucking sick of it. It's ruined my enjoyment of what should be a fun rivalry. Like, it, yeah, we lose a lot, but... It's one thing to lose two out of every three. It's another thing to lose, what is it, seven in a All row at this point? All of them. <laughs> and then not be even yes. competitive very often yes. in those games. Like that's that's the issue more than anything is just being non-competitive for the most part. Just showing up and just shitting your pants and just being like, eh, you know, I'm like, you know, we suck. And I we're just going to pee down our leg for 30, you know, for three hours. Um I, that's that's the hardest part to stomach, right? And it's because it's not just losing. I mean, you know, you can deal with, um, you know, it, it, so part of what makes the rivalry, you know, a rivalry is that, um, you know, we we encounter people all the time who are, you know, Husky fans, right? Either either people who went to Washington or people who are fans of Washington, right? You know, in in my job. You probably don't encounter as many in your job, but in my job, I encounter lots. Although, um, I, also, I have I, students. Yeah, yeah. After you say this, sorry, I'll let you, but I have a really. Funny I was gonna say, you know, I have students who you know wear husky gear because they they know it tweaks me. I just mean, you kind of bring it, and on. so if you're gonna be yeah, full it, coog, totally. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, I totally do. You know, I got coog stuff all over my room. Like, I get it. Like, like that doesn't bother me. But it's like okay, so I'm surrounded by these people. And it's one thing when it's like, oh, man, you know, hard fought game and we lost. That's such a bummer. Um, it's another thing when it's like embarrassing, <laughs> you know, like the, the manner in which you lose is fairly embarrassing. Um, you know, as we, we deal with things like obviously this hasn't really been the case, but, you know, we deal with like the C word and whatever um, that I absolutely despise. It's just sort of like, you know, like at least make it competitive. Um but, you know, as as Husky fans are wont to do, uh, they are already making excuses for this year. Uh, already like, oh, man, if you can't beat us this year, which, of course, is just setting them up for, you know, if we win, then it's like, well, you know, good job. You guys were better. Um, and if we don't win, then it's, ah, you guys suck. You can't even beat the worst Husky team like forever. Um, so it's it's really exactly. a no-win situation. But the really all I'm looking for is to not be – um, you know, made to feel shame. Uh, that, that's, that's kind of what I'm looking for. Um, and so I, you know, I, I guess if we, you know, put up a good fight and even if we lose at least, at least, uh, make it, make it something we can hang our hat on a little bit. Um, and you know, I'll be okay I, with that. I will say there's probably not a loss you can hang your hat on this year. Cause they're going to talk shit. Cause they're like, yeah. Oh, we're, we're so bad. And you lost to us. Yeah. You're probably right. We you're could lose right. like, you know, by a point, and they'd be like, Whoa. "Losing as the favorite is the worst." That's for sure. 
in this well, rivalry. Are they the favorite? Well, they didn't open as the favorite. Um, Vegas has figured. No, I think out. they might. I think they might be now. They might be now. They were. They op- Yeah, they opened. You know, Huskies minus whatever, and then like people kind of jumped three. on that. So which is yeah. which is like teams are even. Home team gets three. Right. Basically. Um, right, so I'm looking at, while, while you talk, I'm looking it up to see uh, to see what it is now. So, so I have something that's pretty funny. Um, I have a, a coworker who is uh, um, from Australia, but has, has lived in the U.S. for a long time. And he's he knows that he he's always fascinated by me going, you know, having season tickets. To this. He's always brings it up in meetings like Craig has season tickets and like why I'm always gone for like the Friday meeting or whatever. Like he has season tickets to a team that is five hours away. Like he always says, he always points that out. <laughs> That's but, my man. But awesome. When I got out of a call with this morning on Monday morning, like he's he just goes like, so like, could you actually see the game? Like so, he went and like looked at the highlights and saw that it was foggy. And then he goes, so yeah, so. If you guys beat University of Washington and Oregon State beats Oregon, you guys win the Pac-12 North. I was like, hell yeah, man. Like, I, I I got you into it. Like, you're into it now. And I'm sorry, but you're into it. Um, so it's pretty funny uh, that uh, you could just uh, – I you know, I don't I, – I talk about it a little bit, but I think he just became so fascinated that, you know, because he, he's from Australia, but he's lived much of his recent life in the Boston area where you don't really drive very many hours to go anywhere, like maybe two hours to go somewhere or whatever, you know, like, uh, so it's not like going to log drive, but you know, he's just fast. Like, Oh, you drive 10 hours a weekend to go to these games. I'm like, yeah, I do. You know, it's just kind of a thing I do. The way there's fine. The way there is back is terrible. Yeah. (laughs) The way back is slog. That's the hard one. Uh, you're excited on the way there. You're hung over on the way back. That's the hard part um but uh but yeah so that was pretty funny uh my australian colleague i got him looking at the the, looking at the pac-12 north uh championship scenarios so (laughs) i'm very i'm very proud of that um jeff uh i have bad news for you what's that uh we have to pick this game no god damn it so um with an allowable sense of precaution i'll say uh give me your first half score uh i'm thinking kg and mistake filled in the first half 10 10 10 10 tie game tie game all right so i'm thinking uh yeah pretty similarly uh, but I think WSU will uh, come out a little bit better in the first half. Maybe uh, just like a a missed extra point, and it's thirteen to ten, and we're gonna maybe come to rue that missed extra point later. Ugh. Okay. So Jeff, what's your final score? Oh fuck! All right. I believe. We're going to explode in the second half. We're going to outscore Washington 21 to nothing in the second half. It's going to be 31 to 10. And we are dancing on uh, into the evening on Friday night, waiting for Oregon State on Saturday, which then goes ahead and breaks our heart with a fourth quarter collapse 
to no one asked about that jeff no one asked about that (laughs) that's what i'm fully expecting i'm fully expecting we hold up our end of the bargain and oregon state can't can't honestly well i'd much rather us hold up the end of the bargain than oregon state yes yes i i would (laughs) i i would too um, but that's uh, that's kind of how I'm, uh, that's how I'm feeling. I, if we win the game, Oregon State's going to lose. If we lose the game, Oregon State's going to win. That's just how this rolls. That's just uh, how this goes. So we're going to win, though, Craig. I'm feeling it. We're going to win. So gonna, yeah, you know, we're worried. I've been I've game. been as pessimistic as anybody about this team all fucking year. We are going to win. All right. So yeah. 13-10, we're worried that the extra point is going to matter, but it doesn't. It yeah! doesn't. It doesn't. Because Dillamore just fucking sucks it up in the second half, just piece of shit, and and we step up, <laughs> and UW gets like a shitty bullshit touchdown, but we score two more touchdowns, 27-17 Cougs. We fucking win. We, you know, obviously we cover. Um we're all happy. I am. I could not pick you dub in a fucking apple. Cup. Even though we do the, the, uh, uh, the start of the season shit. Yes. And, and I know we've probably picked against the Cougs yes. in apple Cup before. I don't know, but maybe not. We, I don't think well, we, I mean, no, no, no. I, I don't know about you. I gave us a 0% chance to win this game at the beginning. Oh, of the season, I also gave as, us a 0% chance as I always do. So I, I give us, I give us, uh, I give us a 1% chance to win this game, and I predict us to win 27-17. Take that, everyone. No. Yeah, 27-17 Cougs. Uh, Yeah. um, You know, 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 I'm venturing out, too. I'm going to watch with some friends and not be by myself, even even though that's what I've been telling myself I was going to do all year. Um, Because, honestly... I for I just uh, I'm I'm going to be less bothered by it I think this year, because um, like you said, even like even if we win, it requires another like big win for us to do anything. Uh, we already got the bowl eligibility, but I do you know it's scarier that we have the stakes, but also it's kind of funny. Uh, cheers to Oregon fans! I saw that tweet from an Oregon fan that said like, raise your hand if you're from the Pacific Northwest and you still have a chance to win the pack to go to the Rose bowl (laughs) (laughs) or to win the Rose bowl. So, uh, uh, you know, Oregon, Oregon state and UW or WSU could all raise their hand. UW cannot. Um, so UW could talk all their shit, but whatever they do in this game, they ain't doing shit the rest of the year. Uh, they have no other games to play. So you guys, Lost your coach too. This is the interim bowl. This will go down in history as the interim bowl, and I want. You know, I hope WSU wins. And I hope we're all celebrating, and I can finally crack my 2012 Berman Abominable oh. to celebrate. Well, that would be great. Damn, I'm gonna have to find you wherever you are if that happens. Yeah, might have to yeah. drive or something. I'll let you know, and then I'll have somebody, and then have somebody drive me home. <laughs> well, you're gonna be with you're gonna be with people, so. You'll have that is true. I, I I am yes. I'm guessing um, you're planning on having Sarah drive. You know? Yeah, I think that's probably what's going to happen. <laughs> um, yeah, I you know it's the biggest thing I would say is this like like you know do lots of joking and you know whatever. But um, in all seriousness, you know this group of seniors, um, you know I I 
I would want nothing more for them than to go out with a with a win in the Apple Cup. Um, we know that you know fairy tales don't always end the way we want. Um, you know, 2018, you know, is is sort of the most recent example of that. So, um, yeah. you know, obviously things don't always end the way we want, but. You know, these guys have, as you mentioned, you know, they've been through so much uh, coaching changes, uh, you know, teammates, two teammates die. Um, They've just been through, you know, COVID a whole hell of a lot. Um, And it's not just a, you know, they deserve to win this game. Um, But it's, you know, it's a sense that like people, people tend to, I think, ascribe too much credit um, and probably too much blame also to coaches. Um, and you know, right now, you know, a lot of people seem to be viewing, uh, you know, the events of the past, the the results of the past month through the lens of, you know, what Jake Dickert is doing and what uh, Brian Smith is doing and, you know, all this. And, you know, I, I really think that in large measure, that is just a, this is a faulty analysis. Um, it's these players, Uh, It's the players and it's always been the players and it will always be the players. But in particular, it really is these players. And, you know, these are guys when you look at the constant, right? Like, um, you know, the turnaround was happening before uh, Nick Rolovich got fired, right? Like, like they had turned that ship around. um, And then now it's just continuing under Jake Dickert. Um, These guys have been successful now under three different coaches. Um, you know, which tells me that it's really about them and it's really about these guys. And, and I think that these guys are um, a more special group than I gave them credit for at the beginning of the year. Uh, you know, when I, I, I sort of thought they were, you know, cruising for, you know, four or five wins. Well, you know, they've got six wins with a shot at seven um, and through some fortuitous circumstances, you know, they've got, um, you know, a shot at a Pac-12 championship. Yeah. And, and, and if we're, and if we're being real, um, you know, there, there's no re. You know, if if not for essentially coaching malpractice against Utah State, yeah. Uh, you know, they they would have won that game. So so we can sort of pin that on the coaches, even if we can't. You know, maybe give the coaches uh, the credit for it. The BYU um, game too. Yeah, yeah, and then the BYU the, game, the same the deal. Crazy, right? Week like that they was. they they probably win that game if if it's not like that insane week. So, um, you know, these players I think are the ones that um you know deserve. They deserve the credit. They deserve the the accolades. Um, they they deserve our admiration for what they've done. And and I think that these guys um, are special enough to to pull it out um, in the Apple Cup. So um, I'm super excited about that. And and even though you know Apple Cups give me ulcers and uh, make me just twist me up in knots, and I have such a difficult time with them. Um, you know these guys. I think they don't just deserve it. Um, I think I think they're going to go out and earn it. Um, and I, and I think that's going to be an exciting way for them to finish their, their career lifting that trophy in in the middle of Husky stadium. Well, Jeff, because of that, uh, beautiful soliloquy right there, I, um, actually have a confession to make. I have to tell you something. Okay. Um, I'm going to the game. <laughs> I wasn't going to tell you, but uh, it's it's. Uh, You're you like, know. wait, I'm going, I'm going out with some friends, and you know, we're gonna have a good time. So yeah, I'm. You know, I got a nice group of like ten kooks, so there's a nice buffer. I'll I'll try to make sure to sit in the middle it. of them. See that um, that's a solid way to do it, though, man. If you got like ten yeah. people going with you. And, you know, y'all can, you know, you're right. You got each other's back if you need to fight anybody. Yeah. I, I think that's, I think that's the way to So, work. so yeah, you know, I do, you know, 
I've talked to talk to, I didn't, you know, I'm never going to Husky Stadium again, all this stuff. Yeah. But it's exactly like you say, like, I just, it, these guys deserve it, man. They deserve me to be there yelling and screaming. And I don't blame you. They deserve my support. That's awesome. And, and it's, uh, you know, I, I made the, it was not easy, you know, when I was talking to my friends I've gone with, uh, you know, the, um, you know, the group, uh, the Logans, all them that I always, uh, hang out with in Pullman and yep. stuff. And, yep. and they all, they, you know, they were like, oh yeah, we're going. And I'm, and I'm like, how can you guys do that? It's so miserable. The Utah fans are so terrible. And, you know, like if you'd asked me on Saturday night, I was no, no, no. And then, you know, I was just thinking about how I was feeling about these, these players and, and how special they've, they've been this season and what they've been through. And then the older players, what they've been through for multiple seasons and, and what they've done. And, you know, if I can't get over my, uh, like little bit of, uh, insecurity about being at the game, you know, and truthfully, the last time I was, it was a miserable experience and, and it could be again, but, but I'll be there and I'll be screaming and yelling and hopefully talking shit to you dub fans and we're in like the fourth row, so maybe I don't know, jumping on that field and uh, dancing on that W. I don't know, maybe, maybe that seems to be like a tradition for Cougs, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I uh, I'm gonna sit in the rain for three hours and hopefully or four hours and hopefully be super happy uh, by the end. And I just I was like, you know, I, I drive, you know, like we said, like five hours, you know, like I, it's a I drive five hours around trip to go watch these guys. You know, I six times this year, uh, I missed the one because the wedding, um, you know, yep. generally six to seven times a year. Uh, why can't I just suck it up and drive the the 45 minutes north and, and go to the go to the game? And, uh, you know, I will not be covered in my seats as I usually am at WSU, but you know, I'll, I'll, I'll suck it up for that. I'll, I'll make sure I wear the right gear. Uh, but, yeah, so I'm uh, I, I'm not saying I'm excited to go, but uh, I look forward to. <laughs> I look You'll forward have to fun you with watching. all the people you're with, though. Yeah, I will definitely. And then you know, I have other friends that'll be. You know, Zane's going to be there. Uh, my friends Marty and Corey will be there. They'll be in a different section, but I'll be going up with them. And so, just a, a, I have know so many people that are going that I'll, I'll see before, I'll see during, I'll see after, I'll see around yeah. uh, halftime, whatever. Uh, it'll make it a, a, a nice experience. Um, and then just hopefully, it's that. It's where it's like. I went against my better judgment and it totally worked out and, and they win. And it's like one of those days that I never forget. And like you said, I just, I feel like these guys got it in them and I, and with an allowable sense of precaution, I feel like they can win this game. And, and I really hope they do cause they deserve it. And they, de- you know, Jihad deserves that win, you know, justice and Travel and, and, and you know all those guys that have been around for a long time, Liam and and Abe and and, and all everyone. You can, there's a lot more we can name, but um, they've lost the Huskies a lot. And if if there's a year, this it's got it right. It's got to it's got to end this year. So come on, go end it, guys. Max, run all over them. Dion, run all over them. Jaden, make some plays in their face, and let's fucking yep. beat the Huskies. And yeah. that's when the Ab- goddamn Apple Cup. Yeah, that's how I'm feeling. Let's do it. You're a braver man than I, Craig, which we already knew, but 
Hey, dude, you're gonna you're gonna go watch the game somewhere in Seattle with that is people true. who will but I'm be gonna rooting go to a, for you, Dub. So if I do, if I do, I'm going to a Coug friendly bar. Like there's no. Now I won't. I won't take. You know, I won't take our friends to Marco Polo. Like I don't yeah. want them to die. Oh yeah, they would. You know, I don't want them to get assaulted. So <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. But but I will go to a Coug friendly. Probably the Roanoke. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Is is heading to the Roanoke. So you know, dude, yeah, friendly yeah. place. And uh, you know that way, uh, it's you know it's a, it's a safe space for for this little snowflake over here, and uh, you know I can I can you know enjoy myself and and if it doesn't go well then at least I'm not wanting to fight anybody. So. And I will say, you guys might have thought that was theater, but I really wasn't going to tell Jeff that I was going to the game because I didn't. I didn't <laughs> want to hear. I told. I didn't want to hear him be like, "Oh well, woe is me!" Blah blah blah. You know, it's going to be terrible. But nope. after he said all that, I, I couldn't. I couldn't. Resist. Yeah. No. No. I think uh, you're. You're. Uh, you're you're surprising positivity and sentimentality, yeah, Jeff. I, I couldn't. I know. I I'm, obviously, I shouldn't be surprised that you're sentimental. I, you know. But. I'll I'll tell you part of it part of it right now is uh, so I'm I'm decorating my basement um, finally I've had uh, you've been to my house I have four like I, yep. I have like four or five boxes of memorabilia just like sitting in the corner since we moved in like five years ago that I have never like put up um, and I am I am putting it all up and so tonight I was putting up a whole bunch of Coog stuff including uh, a framed uh, picture that I have it's not a picture a frame a framed uh, front page of the Daily Evergreen from the Rose Bowl season uh, that I have. Um, I have a framed picture of the Rose Bowl. I have a picture of that my brother took of Gary Holmes um, absolutely splattering Brock Heward in the 97 Apple Cup. Um, I am just I am just in a good pro Coog, good times mood, um, feeling like, yeah, yeah, let's go. Like we can do, we, we have one. We have won at Husky Stadium before. It has happened, and it was fucking awesome. I have so, been there. In 2005, there. I was there, and we rushed the goddamn Husky Stadium That's field. That's right. I have been in the middle of the field, jumping up and down. Well, and your, your circumstances are way cooler, but, you know. That is true. <laughs> it was pretty cool. But uh, I've been there. I've done it. It can be done. It can be done, Craig. We can do this. We can do this. The bad men are gone. That's right. Chris Peter. Hey, I mean, I wrote like years, I don't know, whatever, two years ago, uh, maybe three years ago, whatever it was. But it just kind of went like, you know, so much. A lot was made of Mike Leach being unable to beat Chris Peterson. Right. And mm -hmm. I, I just felt like that was all just like way overblown. I just felt like it was just really bad, bad timing. Like we talk a lot about randomness and sequencing when we talk about games and and things like that. And it's like, I, I honestly, truly, truly at this point believe that that was so much of what, uh, you know, Mike Leach's issue with Chris Peterson was and winning the Apple Cup was. It wasn't things like, oh, you know, the, he really care about the Apple Cup, you know, the one game at a time thing. Like, like, I didn't believe any of that. I truly believe that Mike Leach wanted to win that fucking game as much as anybody. Um, but. I just think, you know, they, they had an offense that was a, a passing offense and that's what they do. And, um, they were facing, you know, a, a string of defenses that were among the best, uh, passing defenses in, in, you know, I, I don't want to say pac 12 history, but really, really, really good uh, in the you know, country in those respective years. Yeah. 
they were so definitely the best it just in the was Pac-12 a really, each of those years. Yeah. It was a really bad matchup, and you know the guys that they had on the on the defensive line, um, you know they could drop eight and rush three and still stop the run because they had just absolute wreckers up front. I mean, you look at what Vita Vea is doing to actual NFL offensive linemen right now, and it's like, uh, yeah, so good luck, right? Like, um, and and we've kind of noticed that you know as time has gone on, you know WCU's offensive line is, you know as we've realized is kind of they were recruited to do a thing, and that was to drop back. Right. So anyway, it just, um, you know, like you said, the bad man is gone. Chris Peterson's gone. Uh, Jimmy Lake is gone. The def- even if Jimmy Lake was there. The defense is, you know, a shell of what it was. I mean, the past defense is still OK, but um, you know, probably above average, but um, certainly not at the elite level that it was. Um, you know, we've seen other teams put up points on Washington. Um, it can be done. Uh, Arizona State did it recently. Uh, you know, Cal did it. I mean, it's. <laughs> You know, I mean, you saw what Cal and Arizona State did against us, which was not much. Um, yep. You know, both those teams went into uh, Seattle and did it. So um, it is doable. This team is beatable. Um, these seniors, I think, uh, this group led by these seniors, I think, are ready to go and and finally, for once, fucking snatch that trophy away and and put it back in the in the in the Cougar football building or whatever it's, it's called. It's never been in there. It's never. Yeah, that it, it's never it's been never in that been trophy case since the place is opened. I, I, back in its back in its rightful place, it's coming home. <laughs> I said I said that it's just coming for, home, just just for Kevin and and other people who don't like that phrase, but that's all right. I don't think I don't think Kevin if Kevin listens, I don't think he'll make it to one forty five anyway. So yeah, yeah. So uh, just remember, Jeff, when you're titling this episode, put Apple Cup in it for all the clicks. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, so, yeah, just uh, please just do it, guys. Just go win. I'm so tired of losing this game. I'm so tired of it. Yeah. I'm so tired of it yes. being something that I can't even remotely enjoy just yes. because I'm not allowed to, you know, I, yes. you know the scar tissue. But, uh, yes. you know, we could fix all that um, Yep. just with this win. and And then we can just have this, like, be the most interested in the civil war, although it's not called that anymore, technically in the civil war than we've ever been. And, uh, and watch that game on Saturday and, and, yep. and root for the beeves as hard as we can. So go, let's, let's go do that. Let's win the apple cup and let's be the biggest beef fans in the world. Uh, that'll be yes. super, super crazy. Cause there would be nothing funnier than a seven and five WSU team going to the Pac-12 championship. So I agree. Um and yeah, I want Utah. I want Utah again. I want Utah with Jaden Delora. So let's let's do that. Let's get let's get him back with Jaden Delora. Um, yeah. yeah, you you guys you you guys got us with Garantano. It ain't the same. It's not the same. No. no. Um, but yeah. So uh, yeah. I guess that's uh, briefly. I guess uh, soccer uh, lost in the NCAA tournament. Um, they missed some chances early. And then Tennessee kind of took control later and got the goals. Could have been worse. Nadia Cooper made some pretty good saves in the second half uh, to preserve the 2-0 loss. Um, But that was a bummer. Um, But a nice run, hell of a run to the second round of the NCAA tournament. It's funny that that is now disappointing for them. There's... I know. There's only one other program like, at WSU where that would be disappointing, and that's the volleyball team. 
And uh, but but yeah, uh, hell of a run. Um, looking for them to reload next year. Another great recruiting class uh, yep. to be good again. And Tennessee yeah, was a tough team. They were a good team. Yeah. What What was frustrating about it was, you know, one thing I said, you know, in our Slack was, you know, this. It was kind of getting late in the game, and I was like, you know, if uh, if if this is the way they lose, it'll be fairly poetic. Um, they had some really great chances in the first half. Um, you know, they were they were in on goal a couple times, like just point blank. You know, just needed a, a well placed shot to beat the keeper. Um, you know, played in behind the defense and, and just couldn't finish. Um, and that was, you know, that was an issue from the start of the season to the end of the yeah. season. At least um, in one-on-one just one situations. Not, yeah, they just were not clinical in front of goal. They were they were a little bit more, um, they were a little more like a blunt force object, right? Like just, you know, just kind of hammering chances away. as we can. Yep. Just put as many chances on frame as you can. Uh, you know, 20 shots, you know, 15, 20 shots. And, uh, you know, maybe one or two of them go in. Um, we're just going to keep knocking on that door and keep hammering away. Um, you know, it's at some point when you play better teams, you really need um, a little bit of that clinical finishing ability. And they just, you know, they, they just, you know, didn't really have that. And, um, they, they have some really exciting young attacking talent. Um, you know, obviously they're graduating some, some really good players in Elise Bennett and, um, Studer and, and McKee Maness and, you know, yep. Sidney Pulver, I think is a senior as well. Um, you know, so they're graduating some really good players, but, um, but they're also, when we look at their, you know, their attacking band and, and their midfielders, um, you know, they, they bring, they do bring back a lot of talent as well. And, and you think with some, with some experience that, those guys uh, is getting better. I, I know that, you know, we, we've sort of, uh, you know, mentioned this back and forth a little bit, but it, it's hard not to imagine what this team would have been with Trinity Rodman up front. Um, yeah. You know, I watched, talk her about... in, watched her in person <laughs> a couple weeks ago, man. It was, yeah. It beat the uh, rain. Yeah. She, uh, she was pretty impactful and she was at NWSL best 11. Yeah. Um, I mean, so and they end up winning the championship. They end up winning, end the, up winning the championship. championship. Um, she's an essential part of that. She had six goals, six assists in the regular season. She, she was one of the top players in minutes in the entire NWSL. Yeah. Uh, so she's just yeah. one of the best players in the NWSL. Yeah. And she was supposed to be and a I WSU. Think, yeah. I think it's worth pointing out to people as well that, you know, the NWSL is, is one of the best women's soccer leagues in the world. Um, people don't, I think maybe totally realize that because they don't typically think of American soccer leagues as being that, but in the women's soccer world, um, you know, a lot of the best players in the world are, are here, uh, for this season. And so to, to have her go in as a rookie and play as well as she did and be a best 11 player and, and just, you know, play, play in a world where, uh, you know, the, uh, most of the best women soccer players are, are older. Um, you know, they're not super young. Uh, so for her to, to come in and, and take the league by storm in that fashion, um, is just, you know, she is a special talent, man. Um, yeah, I, and you know, I, I I've said it, COVID I said it for, for stealing her from us. Yeah. I, I said it to, um, I think I said on Twitter, I said to a lot of people this weekend, I think they would be undefeated if they had Trinity, no offense to the players on the team. But she's very oh, clearly a world class player. Because honestly, this yep. the team's defense was so good. If you just had that one, yeah, just that one she, superlative player, yeah, it, yep. and it, 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 she's fast. She's she's physical. 
She's sir. She has great service. She's a great finisher. Uh, she had another goal that was called back because uh, of offside, but like she still finished it like amazingly in the one match I watched. Um, so yeah. it's a, uh, yeah, it's it it it's a what could have been, but also good for her for, yep. you know, balling out. Yep, one hundred percent. No, like, yeah, no. I mean, we yeah, I mean, it worked out well for her. For honestly. That. Absolutely. She, she probably would have played just, in college you know, as you, for four years. So. Yeah. I mean, as you watch the Cougs, it's just like, you know, they just. Although I'll tell you, if you know uh, those NWCL salaries, she, she ain't getting paid very much. Yeah, so. she's not. <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, you you know, you watch the Cougs and you just thought, you know, if they had someone who could finish a little more clinically. I mean, I don't I don't think it's a um, I don't think it's a coincidence that, you know, their big run two years ago was with, you know, Morgan Weaver up top, who is a, you know, a regular starter in the NWCL as well now. So. Um, you know, they'll, they'll be all right. You know, I, I think Margie Detrizio is a really exciting player. Yeah. Um, I think she's got, you know, just uh stud score, you know, number nine written all over her. And, um, you know, I think, I think this team will be back as, as strong as ever na- next year. They, they've got another really strong recruiting class coming in. Um, they are, they're, they're going to continue to be good. So I, they, they're not going anywhere. Uh, they're here to stay. And, and so, yeah. It's 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 a bummer they lost Tennessee. Tennessee, I think, was underseeded. To be honest, um, that was a really good team. I, you know, as we looked at the seeding, I think we talked about this. They were last the highest week, but, uh, RPI. Uh, yeah. three seed. Yep. They, uh, you know, the the seeding basically went along RPI. Um, somebody got the highest RPI three seed, um, and and you know Tennessee was that. I think they could have very easily been a two seed, um, but you know it's the way it goes. I mean, there's no there's no easy games after you get past that first one and. Um, you know, they just, they just couldn't quite, couldn't quite do it against Tennessee, even though they, man, they tried, they put on the pressure and they just could not, they just could not break through, which is a bummer. I'll say quickly, we'll talk about volleyball. They, uh, made a huge step in getting to the NCAA tournament this year or in beating Oregon without Pia Timmer on Thursday. Um, big win. They got the first two sets that was during the 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 WC basketball game, so I I, yeah, I had to make a decision, and but uh, I I watched the highlights. <laughs> Looks like they had a good crowd there too, and uh, they uh, huge win to get without one of your best players and to beat a top fifteen team, and still and then sweep the Beavers on Sunday, um, shows the strength of that program, and then they of course get to move up one whole spot in the coaches poll to twenty first from twenty second. Uh, after beating yep. your beating a, a top fifteen team with without your best player, but whatever. Um, so uh, you know, hopefully Pia can get back. I don't know. I don't know what uh, I I heard. I believe I saw uh, Jamie Vinick say that she didn't look like she was in a boot or anything. Um, so hopefully she can get back by postseason or something because it looks like I mean they they seem to have a resume built up pretty good at this point to get them yep. there with that Oregon win was huge. So, um, hopefully they can finish it. They got UW this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you feel like you go to apple cup on Friday and then go to the apple cup, Boeing apple cup series, volleyball match at, on Saturday at UW. So, um, you know, Jeff, if, if you, if you want a, a lighter venue to go watch the Cougs play UW, you can go do that <laughs> if you want. Um, but, but yeah, so they, they have that this weekend. They've obviously beat them this year. Uh, that was, that was one of the wins that'll get them in the tournament. 
Um, yep. So UW's tough, so that'll be a tough one. But uh, huge to get the sweep this week. Um, awesome program again. They just keep doing their thing. Uh, Jen Greeny has built a hell of a thing there, and uh, it's pretty pretty fun. Yeah. Yep. Jeff's yeah yep, and then so I think with that I'll say, uh, <laughs> um, you know, if you wanna. If you want to uh, follow me on Twitter, I'm at the Craig Powers. On Instagram, I'm at Craig W Powers. Jeff is at Pod VS Everyone on Twitter. If you want to send us an email question, uh, Brian, I saw the questions. Uh, I kind of forgot about them though as we were recording. I'll I'll get them to them later. Um, so uh, yeah, I'll just answer them in person, man. I don't care. Uh, but. Uh, um, yeah, so but if you want to have your question answered, podcast versus everyone at email gmail email not email.com. I don't even know if that's a domain people get anymore. Podcast versus everyone at gmail.com. Um sorry, I had a eleven percent here. Um so go beat the fucking huskies and go kooks. Yes. Go kooks, Craig. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Get fucking vaccinated. Get that shot.